All right, well, uh, welcome to BSing with Sean Kay. I'm your host, Sean Neese. And today, uh, my guest is uh, Amanda San Susi. Uh, and she is It's Her Look on YouTube. So thanks for coming on. Hi. Um, yeah, so my name's Amanda San Susi. Uh, on YouTube, I pretty much just post random uh, vlogs about my experiences with. Um, Shadow beings, sleep paralysis, and uh, astral projection, um, dream worlds, and all the kind of stuff that kind of connects with it. And, uh, like, what made you start making these videos, I guess? Um, originally, I started making these videos because I had, like, a super terrifying experience um, with sleep paralysis. And I was, um, I had just moved back to my mom's house from Phoenix and <clears throat> I was laying in bed with my boyfriend at the time and, uh, I started falling asleep. And as I was falling asleep, I started hearing this really loud ear piercing ringing and it just it would get louder and louder and louder and the louder it got, I realized like I need to wake up or something cause this is starting to get painful. <laughs> and <clears throat> I tried waking myself up. And I realized I couldn't move. And then once I realized I couldn't move, I realized I couldn't breathe. And then I just started panicking and I'm trying to wake myself up. And I was finally able to get like a twitch out of my finger. And then my boyfriend rolled over and he was just like, what are you doing? And I like jumped up, started gasping for air. And it really freaked me out because I felt like, I don't know, I felt like I was being possessed by the devil. And this is when I didn't believe in the devil or anything like that. But it was so terrifying. I didn't know what else to think of it and it ended up happening three times in a row that night and so after that I kind of I got on YouTube and I was searching around on Google of just different kinds of experiences and other people's stories of what had happened to them when they had had something similar happen and so from there I ended up coming across a lot of um, different different information from all sides of you know different people's perception of what it was that was occurring and um, from there I decided that I would just post a video on YouTube to see what kind of feedback I would get and to see if I could get any advice or any tips or just basically how to help get rid of the experience because it was so terrifying. And, uh, I guess what would you, what do you think that experience like was? Um, at first I had absolutely no idea what it was. I, I was still kind of confused. I mean, there's so many different possibilities behind it for stories from like alien abduction to possession to um, other people experienced it as being like their higher self and it was them pulling themselves out of their body into the astral realm. And um, for myself, I can't say that it was my higher self standing on the bed because I still had an uncomfortable feeling and I've had other experiences where I just don't feel like I would have been tormenting myself. Um, but after after going through more experiences and then kind of growing in this area, for me, it has been um, just kind of a a, a a maybe a stepping ground into astral projection. And it's just everyone experiences something kind of similar as far as vague figures and stuff. But um, I think the only reason we perceive it is because uh, our spirit body is kind of leaving our physical one. And so we're able to tap into these energies that we don't normally see when we're trapped in this like vessel of a body. 
and I guess like how did this shape your views about like uh, the supernatural or God or anything like that and like what are your beliefs I guess um well I've always believed in ghosts and things like that um I grew up on a, an Indian reservation where there's actually a lot of spiritual activity and so ghosts and you know the lights flickering and the TVs turning off and on and things getting knocked off the table it was all kind of normal when I grew up and so I always kind of believed in that, but I, I guess I never really considered the fact that our spirits would leave our bodies when we're sleeping. Um, so I guess it really just helped to develop uh, uh, my belief in the capability of that and kind of got me into contemplating what dreams actually were. But I, I, I mean, it definitely enhanced my beliefs in the supernatural, that's for sure. <laughs> And I guess, like, uh, what kind of beings have you, like, encountered in these experiences? Um, in the sleep paralysis experiences, it's mainly just been vague, shadowy figures, um, as far as whenever I, whenever I would see something. Other times, I would just hear voices. You know, I'd hear, sometimes I'd hear kids laughing, or sometimes I'd hear women screaming, or sometimes I'd hear men screaming, or I'd hear, like, these deep, growls it, it kind of just varied depending on um the experience it, it was all kind of different and i guess could there be any kind of like rational explanation for that or do you think it's definitely like otherworldly i don't know i mean i definitely think it's otherworldly i know there's um like all kinds of scientific studies you know that go into uh, sleep apnea and it's just kind of um uh, like a mind trick on yourself and you know we're, we're, you're experiencing something that's abnormal and so subconsciously your brain projects this shadowy scary figure and that's just natural for your brain to do that and I mean that could be possible I could be completely wrong but as far as my own experiences I I think it's you know the other and you've also like talked about your views about like uh, dreams and what you think they are what do you think um, so I'm still kind of trying to figure out <laughs> exactly what I believe dreams are because I think it's a combination of so many different um, aspects. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I know dreams are definitely more than just fantasy worlds that we come up with just because of my own personal experiences. I've, I've had you know, the same exact dream as other people that I've never even met before. It just so happened to be someone that followed me on Instagram or that I followed on Instagram. And then I, I, there was this one experience in particular. Um, <clears throat> I had a dream that there was a bunch of military people just kind of taking over my mom's house. They're all just kind of like making camp there. And my dad had gone up to see what was happening and I'm trying to like keep my, my little sisters calm and I'm, my mom's trying to keep them calm. And then my dad comes down with this guy and he basically just kept assuring us like, it's okay, he, he wants to help us. And so he ended up helping us out of the water and he was gonna, I guess, take us to a safer spot. And he's helping us all up individually. And then I'm you know helping my sisters and he's pulling them up and then I help my mom and he pulls her up. And then he lifts me up and then as he lifted me up, he said something in my ear. And then that was the last thing I remember. I couldn't remember what he said. But that very next morning, I got um, a random message from this activist that I follow on Instagram. 
And he basically was just like, so this is kind of weird, kind of random, but I had a dream about you last night. And I have no idea what this guy looks like because he doesn't post pictures of himself. It's just all, you know, random activism stuff. And so I asked him, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, tell me what happened. And he described the dream exactly how mine was. You know, the scenery, he described it perfect. He described my mom, my dad, my sisters. And then... And then he explained how he was helping us. So, I mean, after that particular experience, that was when I realized, like, dreams are definitely a little more than just these fantasies you can cocked when you're sleeping. And you also talked about, like, uh, you had, like, a plan to meet a friend in a dream or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So after that experience, I only had really one friend at the time who was totally fascinated with that area, too. And so... We kind of had this agreement where, okay, every night that we go to sleep, we're going to focus on meeting each other in our dreams. And so it took it took a couple weeks where every single night we'd remind each other, like, okay, meet you in dreamland, meet you in dreamland. And then there was finally one night where um, where he was in my dream and we we're in my room and we we're having like this long, engaging conversation. And I couldn't remember what it was about. But that next morning, I texted him and I told him, like, hey, you're in my dream. And he goes, oh, mine, too. So I told him, well, tell me yours first. (laughs) I want to see if it matches. So all he told me was that, um, you know, we were in a room and we were having this long conversation. So I thought, well, that's, you know, oddly similar. I'm not too sure. It's just a coincidence. So I guess, like, you think, like, uh, like people's brains are connected in a way or something? Oh, yeah. I think I think all thought forms kind of flow into this fluidic uh I don't know what I call it a dimension, but it definitely sends out. I mean, there has to be a medium for thoughts to be able to transfer and connect with each other. So what that medium is, I have no idea. But I definitely think that thoughts and spirits and energies connect, especially when there's an intention to do so. And I guess, uh, like, what would you say, like, your goal with your videos is this, like... uh just to like connect with people who had similar experiences or do you want to like? Um, originally that kind of was my goal. I just, I just posted videos because I wanted more information and I wanted to see what other people's thoughts on it. Um, I didn't think that I would get nearly as much feedback as I got. And then as the experiences progressed and as more things kept happening, I, uh, I kind of, I guess started, aiming in a different direction where I just kind of wanted to share the information that I was coming into contact with and my own experiences kind of more so just in hopes of helping other people who might be experiencing the same thing and aren't sure exactly what's going on. And, uh, I guess like, uh, have you found like a lot of like-minded people or have you like, uh, I guess, uh, inspired anyone with what you've done i don't know um i mean i've definitely um come into contact with a lot of like-minded people as far as the internet goes um is my like my day-to-day life not so much i've had a couple friends who just so happened to stumble upon my videos because they had a sleep paralysis experience and so that that kind of connected me with you know friends that i didn't realize were into that area of um of life or whatever, but, uh, I do get, I do get quite a few messages of 
people, you know, thanking me just for sharing my story because they weren't sure what was going on. And mine just so happened to be extremely similar to their own. And it made them feel a lot less crazy. And that's kind of the the main theme of the majority of like thankful messages that I get. Otherwise, it's mo- it's mainly just um, religious people kind of trying to shun me or <laughs> or, you know, pray to God doubles after you type thing. And uh, I guess, like, how would you, like, uh, explain, like, astral projection or, like... Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would I explain that? I'm I'm still not entirely sure. Um, I mean, I'm I'm big into, uh, like, ancient philosophy and then just philosophy in general. And um, people like... Pythagoras and stuff, they would actually talk about um, astral projection. And Hermes also tells about, you know, his stories in the astral realms and traveling to these other worlds and seeing how the people who inhabit these worlds, how how they kind of create things and how their reality works and functions and how it's drastically different from our own. So I, I I guess I've just come to view it as us tapping into other realities other dimensions that are in existence we're just not we're just not interacting with it on a daily basis because we're so ingrained in the third dimension and like uh have you like figured out like how to do that like at any time i guess or um i personally can't do it at will it still takes a lot of effort i have to go to bed and focus and direct my intent on astral projection. I have to focus on the sleep paralysis. I have to force myself to lay completely still with my eyes closed and try not to fall asleep, which is usually the hardest part. Um, So I can't personally do it at will, but I've come across a lot of people who can. And so it's definitely something that you can develop and work on. And uh, I guess what can you say about, like, uh, some of the other stuff you talk about? Like, uh, you've talked about, like, the environment and, like, some other world issues. And I guess, like, what's your overall view, like, about those kinds of things? Um, I guess my overall view would be that our thoughts are definitely a lot more powerful than we give them credit for. Um like when it comes to the environmental issues that I've addressed, I mean, they're they're very real in the physical reality, and there are things that you have to do, I guess, on a political scale to, you know, as far as regulate the the industries that are damaging the environment, and that's one aspect. But then I also believe that there's the other aspect where our thoughts are very creative, and I think they have the power to manifest things that we maybe don't think is possible. So when it comes to environmental issues, uh, I guess my main goal is to get people to kind of help to manifest a healthier environment just because, I mean, there's, there's been studies that have shown that, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but there, there was this one, this one guy, he did this whole study on, um, uh, it was like a, uh, he had a bunch of, I believe Buddhist monks or um, maybe just a bunch of, yeah, I think you know, so it was a bunch of Buddhists. He had them all kind of gather together and they did um, a group meditation and they focused on this area that was having a lot of internal conflict, like civil wars and stuff going on. And 
I, I believe it was for a week straight. Don't quote me on it, but it was for more than a day. And what they did was they studied the level of violence that was going on before they had these Buddhists pray over the area. And so then they started having these Buddhists, they'd all gather together. And for a certain chunk of the day, they would just, you know, focus their thoughts on balance and harmony and healing and peace. And they would target their thoughts in this very specific area. And they actually saw a decrease in, in crime and violence and all the things that were going on. And so that was just kind of one of the studies that really woke me up to the, the fact that it is possible to use your thoughts to kind of influence a more positive change. So you think like meditation and the way people think can affect like the outside world, I guess? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, when you think about it, if, I mean, we all know at least one person in our life who's just an extremely negative person. And they already have this kind of negative concept of what's going to happen in their day or just, oh, it's a, they wake up in a bad mood. And so it's just like, oh, today is going to be a shitty day. It's going to suck. And then it just so happens that everything falls in line. Like everything just starts sucking. You you knock something over when you're trying not to or, or you trip and fall. And it just it's like this cascade. It's like a domino effect. It seems like once you get your mind really ingrained in it. But then you also have these people in your life where they're super optimistic and everything just seems to always go really well in their lives. And it, it's not picture perfect all the time, but at the same time, they don't allow one bad instance to kind of just dominate their mentality. They flip it and they go, okay, well, that sucked for a second. Now, what am I going to do from now on? Okay, so direct my thought in another direction. But, you, but like, do you think, like, uh, maybe, like, the thoughts are just the beginning and then you had to, like, actually do something to make those changes, like, with the environment and everything? Like, actually, like, get involved then and, like, with activism, whatever, and change things? or. Like at once, yeah. Like maybe the yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, uh, I mean, you can't just think everything into creation, right? Unless you're this super high level master, then I mean, maybe it, it's it's probably very possible. Um, but I think for the vast majority, as far as where we're at, at, at on the conscious level and our knowledge of how the world works, it thought definitely has to be followed by action, most certainly. And, um, yeah, so, like, what could you say about, uh, I guess, your own experiences with, like, uh, positive thinking, negative thinking, and all that, like, and where you, how far you've come with that, I guess? Um, so, it's definitely something I'm still working on. It's, it's really hard to control your own thoughts, especially when you're, when you're so used to having like a subconscious reaction to things that go on in your life. But um, I have noticed that anytime I've ever focused really hard on manifesting something in my life or focusing on finding the positive in whatever's going on, it's like the silver lining shows itself a lot sooner than it would have. And I'm not so ingrained. Um, so I have noticed that the more I exercise my positive thinking, the better things actually are. And it's not because things are physically better. I mean, you change your perception of something and it instantly changes right then and there. It doesn't have to physically, you know, morph into something different. It's your perception is how you experience the world. So it, it makes sense that, um, you know, a change in thought process would create a different reality for you. And I guess, uh, so like, is there, 
what can you say, like, uh, I guess about the work you do? Does it relate at all to this, or would you like to maybe do work that relates more to this, these kinds of things in the future? Or? Um, well, the job that I have now, I'm, I do love it because it goes into environmental issues. You know, I work for the tribal EPA department, and so I have gained a lot of knowledge that I wouldn't have acquired otherwise, um, but at the same time, it's it also traps you in this in this kind of like a hole where you're just you're just completely overwhelmed with documents and you know just unnecessary information that really if you're going to go on the pure physical level that that's absolutely what you need as far as to create change but i also think that there's more than one way to change things so i would love to kind of merge the you know, the, um, I guess the physical aspect also with the spiritual. So I've been trying to kind of figure, trying to figure out a way of merging the two without being so ingrained in one without also touching on the other, because it's kind of like how you asked, you know, um, is it just thought or does it need to be followed by action? And I, and that's where I think it kind of falls in line where, you know, the spiritual aspect is putting out those thoughts. And then you also take the physical aspect as how are you going to put it into action and how are you going to help it to manifest? And I, uh, I guess like, what do you think are some of the major problems facing the environment and what's like humans responsibility, like uh, responsibility with that? Oh man, that, that's a very deep, <laughs> deep area. Um, um, well, I, I think, I think before anything, there definitely has to be a conscious shift in what we perceive to be possible and how we're able to implement change. I mean, I definitely think that's the first area that needs to be targeted. Um, just because we live, we live in a world now where if you bring up, you know, a real world issue, people are just kind of like, oh yeah, well, we know that goes on, but what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? And I feel like, that's the first thing that needs to change. People need to realize, well, instead of just going, oh, what are you going to do about it? And just kind of throw it out the door right then and there and just accept the shithole as it is. Why not start thinking, well, I don't know, you know, start talking to people. Maybe there's someone that knows someone that I know who's in a position where they could make a difference. And maybe they never even thought about it before until someone actually spoke to them about it. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into like the ruling elite in the world and how I think that has a huge influence, but I definitely think it does need to start with just kind of a, a mind a mind shift. And uh I guess kind of maybe people looking more into things and researching more things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, awareness is definitely the first step. So if the more people you can get to at least look into the subject or whatever kind of topic you're trying to address, I mean, it definitely helps because they might not, you know, agree with it or do anything with it, but they might mention it to someone else or it might even just plant a seed and maybe they'll stumble across a piece of information that kind of connects it to what they'd seen before and it makes it a little more real or maybe it makes them you know, feel a little more passionately about them and makes them actually want to do something about it. But I mean, awareness is the first part and then helping to really ignite the drive within people that's going to make them want to do something different or to view it differently, to stop just accepting things as they've been. So maybe there's too much cynicism, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, we're definitely overwhelmed with cynicism. You look at you look at you know media. That's all it floods you with is just cynicism, and it's just like, oh yeah, look, there was three children murdered today, and then there was 20 car accidents. But they never tell you about any of the good shit that goes on in the world, and. I feel like it's a very intentional direction of thought that they're trying to place onto the people. And so I think the more we talk about these things, the more it'll raise awareness to that fact that the world isn't as ugly and grim as they paint it to be. There is a lot of beauty out there, but it's that's where I feel like it falls into the more that you concentrate on the negative things, the more it's going to perpetuate because then you accept that the world is evil and then that people just suck. And then you start justifying your own negative actions because the rest of the world is even worse. So you're not as bad as opposed to thinking about the good things. And I guess you can't go to the other extreme either and just like look away from everything that's bad. Yeah, no, there definitely has to be a balancing act. You know, not, it's not all blissful. There are a lot of blissful things out there, but you do also have to be aware of both sides. So I guess, uh, What's your view about like uh, psychology and like uh, I guess dreams and some of the other things you've talked about? I think oh, I just had a discussion like this recently too. Um, I think psychology is definitely it can be very beneficial and it can be helpful because there is a lot of you know good information that comes from it and psychology really helps you to reevaluate your thoughts. Um, the only problem I have with it is psychiatrists and psychologists are kind of trapped trapped within this box. So it's it's like they're not able to expand beyond it because there's a book that defines every characteristic of whatever kind of mental instability someone has, and then it traps them in this box, and it says, this is why, this is what it is, there's just something wrong with them. So now we need to figure out a way to address it, as opposed to really empowering the person to think, you know, why, why has this mindset manifested? And that's the only, yeah, that's, that's really the only problem I have with psychology is it really places the people who study it in a box, but it can be beneficial also. So it's too much like, you think it's too much like, uh, like they already have all the answers and there's nothing. we can Yeah. Do. Yeah. And then I, I think, I think they're really quick to define every little flaw as being like uh, a psychological defect. You know, I mean, every human has negative thoughts at some point and every negative, every human has positive thoughts at some point and that doesn't make you bipolar. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just, you don't know how to cope with the world and sometimes people are more emotional than others. Sometimes others shut themselves off from the world because they don't know how to cope. I mean, everyone has a different way of coping and I feel like it really takes away the individuality of, of people because we're very emotional beings and we're also very individualized. And so to say that a certain group of characteristics makes you, you know, a, a psychopath or makes you schizophrenic or makes you bipolar, I think it's very limiting because it's not addressing the real problem. It's like, okay, here here's here's um, the symptoms that I'm seeing, we're going to define it, and now this is what it is kind of thing, as opposed to being um, more open to the fact that, uh, as opposed to being more open to the fact that um, every human technically has these psychological defects, and it's just unfortunate that they define it that way, because it's just a way of, it's just a way for humans to kind of cope with the world that they live in. 
So there's too much, like, uh, labeling of people and not looking at them as, like, people, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess that, that was kind of like uh, what Carl Jung's, like, a, like uh, attitude was, like, because he didn't like just looking at, uh, like, the labels. He wanted to actually get to know the patient and see what their individual problem was and what their story was. Yeah, yeah, digging into the history and you know, why they think the way they do as opposed to assuming why they think the way they do. And uh, and what do you think about, like, dream interpretations and, like, things like that? Like, do you think that's, like, accurate to you or? Um, uh, I think it's accurate to some um, and then just completely not accurate at all. It really, it really depends because dream interpretations can be very individualized also. Um Something might, I mean, I feel like there is kind of a broad spectrum of, on average, this is what this symbolizes for most people, but it's not always going to define what it is to every person because every person has a different perception of whatever it is they're dreaming about. Like, um, you can dream about a dog and maybe in my dream, a dog would symbolize loyalty and all these great characteristics. But to someone who's been attacked by dogs, they might have a dream about a dog and it symbolizes something terrifying occurring in their life. And uh, so, so I guess it's like uh, kind of telling us stuff we already kind of know, but like in symbols. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like your higher self speaking speaking to you through symbolism, and it's really up to the individual to actually contemplate what occurred in the dream or what you dreamed about, and then figure out what it means to you personally. And uh, I know you were talking like a bit about like uh, like other dimensions and stuff like that. So you think like the dreams are connected to that and a bit, like, or is that what you're? Because yeah. Yeah, I um, I definitely do think that they're connected to other dimensions. Um, I think that there's probably such a vast amount of different dimensions that it's, it's hard to say what a dream would be for one as opposed to another. It's almost like um, every, person ex every person experiences their reality differently, right? I mean, we can have a discussion and I would walk away with a different interpretation of what happened than you would. You might think it went a certain way or maybe you think that I understood everything you said and I'll think that you understood everything I said. But at the end of the day, it could be completely different. And so I think when it comes to dreams, I, I do believe that we go to different dimensions, but the way these dimensions function is gonna differ depending on where you're at. So maybe in one dimension, your thoughts are just instantaneously creating what you're thinking. And so you have all these subconscious thoughts. Maybe you're really stressed out. So you're subconsciously creating like this stressed out dream world where you're running from something, you know, and it's coming after you and it's trying to kill you. And then maybe we experience another dimension where there's, we're interacting with a very solid reality like our own. And so we're interacting with other beings and other entities and other, you know, experiencing the world as they live it. So I think it, I think it really varies depending on where you go. So do you think like eventually we'll be able to like maybe uh, have find some more like truths about like other dimensions through science and everything? You think we're like getting there? Or do we have like a long way to go? I don't know. Um, I do think in a sense we are getting there, especially when you look into um, quantum physics. It's at least opening the door to the fact that, yeah, there are other dimensions. As far as what is in those dimensions, it's kind of unknown, but we know they're there. And, and I think that's where um, science really has, to start, ha really has to start merging with um, spirituality and other things because 
there's, I mean, even way back when there was all these talk, all this talk about um, auras, you know what I mean? And now science shows that, well, yeah, no, the body does project a magnetic field and the colors do change very, you know, based on um, the emotion that someone's going through or, you know, the state of mind that they're currently in. And, and so we're starting to see more and more that a lot of things that were said in a spiritual sense actually can be proven on a scientific level. It's just really merging the two in a way where one isn't overpowering the other. And do you, th do you see, like, I, I guess you see that happening, like, more in the future, like a merging of the two? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I definitely do see it happening more um, just because I'm, I'm of the belief that there's a conscious shift going on in the world. And I was actually just talking to my friend about this because... Um, uh, like, so for myself, I grew up and it was, it was really normal for me and all my friends, my whole age group to see ghosts and to experience weird stuff. And then I've noticed the generation below me were all my friends. We're all, we're all the adults now and they have kids and they're the age that we were when we're experiencing those things. And their kids are having, you know, full blown conversations with people that we can't see. And they're seeing things that we, we just, we're not experiencing and we're not seeing for ourselves. And so I think, I think there is this huge conscious shift where more and more people are becoming sensitive to different aspects of reality. And so I think it, I think it's almost inevitable that we're going to start merging the two because I think there are too many instances where you, let's say, come into contact with a psychic who is just so accurate about everything that there's no way to to be able to place it on some other justification like, oh, well, maybe they researched my name and stuff when they're pulling up information that no one else knows about them. And I know people doubt psychics and everything else, and it's something that you do have to experience for yourself to actually believe in, I guess, for a lot of people. Um, but there's there's a lot of solid evidence to show that these things do occur. And so I think science is really starting to have to address the fact and sometimes they turn away from it, you know, but then there are those who realize that there's more to science. There's more to the spirituality and there's a way, there's a way of understanding both sides and maybe they are connected. And so I think there is, there is this kind of um, direction heading towards that. And, uh, so I guess like those beans uh, you've like, in, in, you've uh, encountered like in dreams and everything are they usually like hostile or friendly or? Um, for me personally, they as far as the um, like the paralysis and my astral projections and the beings I've encountered, most of them have given off like a very intimidating vibe where it's almost like they're trying their hardest to scare me. And I can't, I can't say that that makes them bad. I'm, I'm sure maybe some of them are, but I don't think that that makes all of them bad because when you look at the human race, it's fun to scare people, right? It's fun for our culture to like scare people. You smack someone upside the head and it's like the funniest thing in the world. And so I think if, if we can have that kind of mentality in our own reality, then in other, in other ones, it, it could also be fun in games for them too. You know what I mean? Maybe we're the ghosts popping in and out of their dimension and they're just fiddling with us, you know? It could, it, could it, uh, do you think there's a way, like, could it possibly like be like a part of you maybe like, maybe like another side of you that's like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's possible. It's it's definitely possible. I don't know enough to say like yes or no, but I I, I think it's most definitely possible because I think there are multiple levels of ourselves. Because when you really, how would I even wear this? When you really get down to the core of like the essence of life and what it is, I mean, there was this energy that was centered or that was just existing somewhere and it burst into life in all these different forms. And so originally we're all kind of tied in to this, the same source that created life. You can, you can think of it on a spiritual level or you can think of it on a physical level. We're still made of the same things that make up the same, you know, elements that make up the sun, the planet, the tree, the rock, the dog, you know, we're, we all come from the same elements. It's just a different concoction of it. And so I think that, I think that there probably are, you know, segments of ourself still splitting off in different directions because originally we all came from, at least in my own beliefs, originally we all came from this, this, this source that was just in unity and then it burst out into all these various forms of life. And so I feel like in essence, we're all connected. So it's, it's, I think it's very possible for us to experience ourselves in other dimensions or, or maybe even in the physical reality, you meet someone and they're just super similar to yourself and you feel like, wow, this is, this is like, we connect on a way deeper level. Like there's too many similarities, almost like a soulmates or that aspect. I'm kind of weird on that topic, but essentially it's almost the same thing. It's just like a piece of yourself. And I think it's very possible. Or maybe like there's uh, it has something to do with like alternate universes or something like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parallel realities, parallel universes. That's very possible, too. I mean, um, maybe those parallel uh, universes are the dreams that we're experiencing and we're just tapping into them at different times. I mean, maybe all these dreams are all the different realities that we actually live in and we're just for a moment connecting with it and experiencing it in all these different forms. And I guess... uh... Like, what's your view about, like, uh, like extraterrestrials? Like, uh, I know you've talked a bit about that, too. So. Um, well, I definitely believe in extraterrestrials as far as um, what exactly they are and where they come from. I have no idea. I think, I think that there is a strong similarity when you have these ancient cultures that talk about spirits and communicating with spirits. Maybe their perception of a spirit is the same exact thing that someone else perceives as being alien. And they're two of the same, just with a different name. And so, um, I mean, I definitely believe in alien or extraterrestrial life forms. I think they've, I think they're existing outside of our reality on our own planet and existing on other planets also. I mean, the, the world is infinite. How could there not be other life out there, you know? But uh, I guess it might not, it might uh, just be like more like regular life like us rather than like it is in the movies or Independence Day or like the gray mm. men with the big eyes. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's all possible. It's, it's almost like Murphy's Law. Anything that can happen will happen. Right. And so I think um, the grays could be very real as far as where they came from who knows and you know what I mean as far as how long they've existed who knows if we can advance in technology as far as we have within like what the past 200 years it's just been this insane explosion of knowledge to technology and 
even within the past 50 years, the jump in technology has been insane. And, and we've only been existing as far as, as far as what science tells us, the human race, for uh, like a speck of time, like a, like a little flick of time as far as the span of the life, the, the life of the planet. And for us to be so new, and I think it's, it's not surprising that we would kind of limit our perceptions of other life. And I feel like it's, it's almost natural for us to assume that we're kind of a, a dominant race or dominant being considering we're able to kind of interact with each other on a level that we, we can't see other things doing. But I feel like it's also very possible that, um, you know, that there are other life forms on other planets that maybe live in a third dimensional reality that has far progressed beyond our level of technology, or maybe they've progressed far beyond our spiritual understanding. And so they interact in different ways as far as like physically flying over, maybe they're, you know, actual projecting themselves over and experiencing different dimensions like we are. Yeah. And I guess, uh, like we used to not know much about anything like outside of earth. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you look at, um, like Sumerian culture, they had knowledge of the planets way before we quote unquote discovered the planets, you know, and they, they, they named and listed the planets in ascending order as far as like from Pluto on in. And how did they know all the planets as if they were flying from outside in and they described them and they had, they named them and then we're barely rediscovering it. So, I mean, it kind of makes you question just reality in general, regardless of whether you believe in aliens, we were definitely far more intelligent than we are now, as far as our understanding of the universe at certain points in time. So you kind of have to wonder what's gone on for us to get all that information and to rebirth it. And then it makes you realize that if that can happen, then there's a lot more possible. There's, there are a lot more possibilities than we think now because we're barely rediscovering what we once knew. So uh, do you think like a lot of these questions will be answered as time goes on? Or do you think like we can never really know like for sure? Um, I think, I think a lot of the questions have been answered in, in different periods of time. Um, but as far as having like the absolute knowledge and then the world that we know on planet earth being like, oh yes, all standing up in unison and being like, we know this to be true. We know this to be factual. I mean, it's possible. I don't know how likely it is. Um, definitely possible, but uh, I, I don't know that I can say that we're going to come to this like solidified truth where the whole world is just going to have this. Oh yes. Now we know like shadow beings exist, or we know alien life exists, or we know astral projection exists, or we know this exists. I think those truths are already out there. It's just really up to the individual on whether or not they believe it. I guess so like if it's real for them, it's real kind of thing yeah yeah and i mean i'm i kind of go up and down on on that area just because i can agree with it like yeah obviously everything is subjective you know we can say that okay this glass table exists and it's here and we can agree that it's here but how do we know that that isn't just because the information is ingrained in it so it's almost like um when uh, you play a video game on 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 um, the PlayStation or something, right? 
all the information is already encoded into that disk, but you can still react differently. You can make different moves and you can interact within this world, but the information is already kind of solidified in there. You can't actually change as far as our level unless you're the game the game creator you know you can't change what's already encoded in it but you can still interact differently and you can still there's still new players that can be added in and you can still play with them in different ways you know and so i feel like it's it's kind of similar to that so I kind of lost where I was going. I guess the same story being, it's the same uh, reality just from different perspectives. So it seems it's just different from different perspectives, I guess. I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's where I was going. So there's, there's like this encoded reality that we can all have this shared experience in, but our perception is always going to be unique to ourselves. And so what's true for me doesn't mean that it's true for you. Like, yeah, we can agree this table's here, but what this table means is going to be different for you as opposed to what it means to me. Maybe it has sentimental value to me and it's very important and you're going to see it as, well, it's just a glass table. Like, you know, who cares who gave it to you? It's just a glass table. It breaks, get rid of it, do whatever. And in my mind, I have some other kind of uh, meaning placed onto it. So it's, it's, it's completely subjective. And uh, yeah, I guess, uh, so what do you have like planned for the future with uh, your channel and everything? Um, wow, I'm not sure. I've been, I've been kind of contemplating that very question as far as what direction I want to head it in because I get a lot of, I get a lot of feedback from people where they, they really wanted to keep heading in the direction of astral projection and sleep paralysis and dreams and shadow beings. And it's something that I'm very fascinated with and, and I, I do enjoy talking about it, but at the same time, I don't want that to be the foundation of just what my entire channel is. So I, I guess I've, I'm, that's where it falls into. I'm still trying to figure out a way of mixing and mashing um, experiences and information also with um, the reality we experience and what we can do to change it. So it's, it's still kind of up in the air. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> you think like maybe you'll make like a blog or anything to go with it or? I don't know. Yeah, I've been thinking about it and I, I have, um, a couple other, you know, like a couple blog sites that I do occasionally, but every, I feel like every little site that I interact with has like a different aspect of the areas that I really want to target in life. So I have a Tumblr, but it kind of goes into, first it went into political things that are going on, governmental um, grants and what they're being used for and stuff. And then I have another one that goes into philosophy and, you know, my thought on life. And then I have the YouTube, which goes into these weird experiences that apparently happen on a mass scale. And, um, so I have thought about, you know, creating a new blog and figuring out a way to merge it all together. I, I just feel like I need to solidify the direction that I want to head in before I really start kind of trying to do that. And I guess uh, anything you want to say that maybe we didn't cover about uh, astral projection or anything else you were talking about? Or? Um, I guess I guess maybe what I want to say before it ends would be, um, I guess when it comes to astral projection, I, I think it's important as far as if these in, if these experiences like sleep paralysis and everything are just being thrust onto you, it it is important. I think to explore the area to at least gain a better understanding and to figure out what works with you and why it's happening to you and what it means to you. 
Um, but at the same time, I, I guess I don't want to give the impression like I like I'm encouraging every single person to try to experience it because there is a lot of unknowns and I can't sit here and and speak as if I know everything about these different realities or these entities that we encounter whenever we go into these different dimensions. And so I guess I would just want to stress the importance of finding a balance and, you know, uh, treading with caution, I suppose. Uh, and I guess, like, would there be any, like, reading material they should look at that want to look into this stuff? Or? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Monroe has some really great work as far as astral projection and his scientific studies diving into that that realm. And um, also there's a book called The Art of Dreaming. And it's by Don, Don Juan and... Um, uh, there's another name on there, but the art of dreaming is definitely a good one. And it's basically this guy who's learning um, from a, a shaman, a shaman from Mexico. And he's like a native shaman and he goes into the spirit realms and his experiences and how to control it. And he also helps you to control your dreams. And then he talks about the different aspects of dreams. Um, I still kind of take take it all with a grain of salt. Um, but there it's a ton of amazing information. And then there's also another really great book. I can't remember the name of it, but, um, uh, it was, it was this, um, he worked for the military. He was like a sergeant or something. And he basically, he was invited to become a part of this secret aspect of the military where they use, um, remote viewing, and he had just had this random astral projection experience that he didn't really understand at the time. And then he ended up realizing that the person he experiences with or the person that he saw when he was having this experience also remembered having the same thing, like seeing the same thing, seeing him in the same place. And so he goes into his story of really getting involved into this remote viewing. And it's the military basically exploring the spiritual aspect of reality and how you can project your spirit into other areas and observe what's going on. And they use it as kind of like a, almost like a, a spy camera that can't really be seen because it's the spirit connecting with all these various areas. And he goes through his experience. God, what is it? Um, Sergeant, Sergeant. Oh my goodness, I can't remember. If I if I end up remembering, I'll send it to you. Maybe you can link it something. So he but... can like travel anywhere he wants. Like if he wants to go like on a vacation somewhere, he can just like, like astral travel there. Is that it? Or like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I guess in essence, yeah, that that's that's very um, accurate and possible. I don't think that you would experience it the same way you would as if you had actually physically traveled there. I mean, you could definitely go to the area and scope it out and get a feel and connect with the energies of the place, but you're not going to be able to, like, splash around in the water as far as how we would experience it physically. And, uh, well, I guess you could go somewhere like the moon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I actually had a dream where I went to the moon, and it was it was so oddly real that I got to the point where I was like, yeah, I experienced it as a dream, but I went to the moon. Like, I was staring at the earth from the moon. I was up there jumping around and drawing lines in the sand and all this weird stuff going on. So regardless of a dream, 
I mean, the reality we experience is mentally, right? We still experience our entire physical reality mentally. And so when you have a dream, you still get to enjoy that experience. You might not have like physically taken your body up there and been able to say like, yeah, I got up there by a rocket ship and I, you know, I brought a piece of sand home for everyone to look at. But you still get the experience. <laughs> I feel like that counts for something. <laughs> and uh, I guess before we wrap up, uh, if you want to just like uh, tell people where they could find you on social media and everything or like, um, uh, YouTube or whatever. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I more so go for just connecting my YouTube just because my other social media sites don't really merge with what I do on YouTube. Um, but I guess if people wanted to get in contact and understand the different the different um, sides of myself, I suppose, then um, YouTube would probably be the first one to go to. Um, it's her look is my username. It's all one word. Um, and my what would I connect after that? Maybe maybe my Facebook. Um, I'm not sure what my Facebook is. I'm going to have to look this up really quick. I think it's what you think. So W-H-A-T-C-H-E-W-T-H-I-N-K. What you think, I think. I think that's it. Let me double check on that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and um, I'm actually working on creating a, a Facebook page for... Uh, for people to join, which is going to go more into the spiritual aspect of things and kind of starting to set up a foundation where people can all agree on like a certain day to do group meditations and kind of like focus on a, a specific area, whatever area is having problems. You know, it can be water problems or um, or uh, civil war issues and things like that. But so I, I have kind of created the page. It's just I'm trying to add more content to it and then add people in so they can participate but uh yeah so i guess my facebook would be the best place to go for that and then eventually i'll make the um the group open for everyone and it'd be awesome if anyone's interested if they wanted to join and just kind of add their thoughts or any information they've come across all right, all right. sounds good so uh, i think that does it for uh this episode of uh bsing with sean k thanks again amanda for coming on yeah thank you so much for having me yeah, no problem. And uh, I should have more episodes coming soon, so uh, stay tuned.